Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast, a show all about web development and programming. My name is Peter Fisher. I am a freelance web and mobile applications developer. Hello coders and welcome to another How to Code Well podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about development over 30. I'm joined by Stephen Doherty here, who is a web developer in the US. Hi Stephen, how are you doing? Have you had a good week? Hey, I'm doing well, thank you. And it's, it's been a great week. It's Friday, so I made it through another one. Yeah, Friday is awesome. <laughs> made it through another one. I like that quote. <laughs> so um, we're going to be talking about after 30 being a developer. So let's just assume that you are over 30. I don't really want to ask your age, but is that correct? You just have to nod. That, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> so may I ask, what did you do before you were 30? Yeah. So I was actually uh, a life accident and health insurance agent. Um, it's a family business. My father has been doing it for 40 years, uh, followed his footsteps after college. And uh, I, I did that in a couple of different stints. Um, from you know, cold calling clients, walking into businesses, trying to sell, uh, to managing other companies, their clients, and helping them with their benefit enrollments and things like that. So, gosh, wow. Okay, how long did you do that for? Uh, seven years. I did that. Seven years. So, mm-hmm. so you were dealing with clients, right? You were dealing with people. Mm-hmm. It was a people thing, yes. right? Um, very, very people orientated and um, quite technical as well. By the sounds of it, yeah, In, yeah, it's a. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say that you know that there was a. You, I would imagine that you would have to review a lot of sort of uh, users' cases and sort of their requirements, um, and, and sort of delve into what they need on a case by case basis. Is that correct? I don't know. I've got no idea nope. what. what yep, that that is exactly that's exactly what it right. is. Right. Wow, and you did that for seven years. Gosh, seven years. Yeah. <laughs> and did you were were, were you um, trained in that before you did that professionally? Uh, no, I had to take an exam to get my license. But uh, aside from that, it was just watching my father do it as mm. I grew up. Occasionally, I get to go with him right. on enrollment, so it was pretty second nature. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no real formal training. It's really a, you you learn as you go. Right. Really, how the field works. Right. But you you did uh, you did a a course an exam right. Yes, correct. Yep. How long did that that take? Uh, the course uh, they have a, it's really try to cram as much as you can, spit it all out on a computer. But mm. it, it literally took me five times to pass it. So it was that was a surprise. I didn't expect to have to take it five times, but uh, right, right. I did finally manage that. Uh, but it, it was it wasn't easy. There's you know insurance isn't the type of concepts you deal with every day. No, no. Um, no. Even growing up with them, so no. it was a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Blimey. Um, so, okay. I'm just trying to work out like the time frame in terms of like you doing that for seven years mm-hmm. and then being, and, and before that being tr- sort of trained or taught to do that. Is that, is that the way the process happened? Did you like come out of school and then sort of just and pick that up? Or did you, did you do a course in that or something? Oh yeah. Pretty much just graduated and then picked it up. So right. it was, you know, decided I would go and work for my dad right. and his insurance group. Um, studied for the exam. I mean, I was still able to work with him without the license, but you can do a lot more with the license. Sure. So, um, sure. study for that. And so really I would say that was within the first year right. when I took that test versus working, working with him to taking the test 
to passing it. So okay, okay. So yeah, that's um, quite a long time, isn't it? Seven, eight, yeah, yeah, going on for sort of like pointing into a, the, the the direction of a decade almost. Would that yeah. be, would that be correct? That would yeah, that'd be correct. Wow. Okay. Um, so what did you do before that? Let's go back go, go back a little bit after that. Well, before that, I should say. Sure, yeah. Um, so I had college. I was working part-time there, and then I also used to work for a cell phone company um, selling cell phones. It was pretty much commission-based, yeah. but another people-oriented job, right. um, which ironically is not my strong point, working with people. Uh, my dad, it's second nature. For me, it's, uh, it's, it's a struggle. So I, I always like to challenge myself, and that's how I ended up in that field. But really just college and working part-time doing that. May I ask why, why you say it was a struggle for you yourself? Uh, working with people? Mm. Um, it, you know, that's a great question I've asked myself for, I don't know, 10 years. It's it's one of those things that w- as soon as I get past that initial icebreaker, mm. like it's like as soon as I started, even even this podcast really, like there's this apprehension, mm. even though I've stood in front of groups of 200 people and given a presentation or any of that, there's just always this, this tightness that builds up. But as soon as you get going, then it, it releases and you're good to go. But it's the same mm. thing for 10 years. You just kind of learn to push it down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. know that it's, it's, you're going to come over the hump as soon as you get going. Cool. That's the biggest part. Yeah. Yeah. Some solid advice there. I like that. Um, okay. So, so you did school and then you did uh, a, a course, then you did the, um, the, the, the job for, for, for uh, a, f- a fair amount of years. Mm-hmm. What happened at the seventh year? Did you go, did you wake up one day and go, actually, I want to do web development. How did that transition evolve? Yeah, so this is a fun story. At least I always think it's a fun story. <laughs> so I was uh, I was actually about 25 is when I was watching. My wife and I used to watch HGTV, which is the home. They, they always have the House Hunters TV show. Okay. Uh, we used to watch that a lot. Yeah. And uh, there were always these people on there that were working remotely and they were doing something in technology, some web developer or something. I thought, man, how great would that be <laughs> to be able to do something like that? Because at the time, I was traveling three hours round trip to Kansas City for mm. another insurance-related job. Um, so we watched that. And then one night or one evening, I was sitting there and I thought, well, how does a website even work? And I thought, well, I'm just going to start at the top. And I started reading articles. Well, the next thing I know, it was four in the morning. And I've been reading about this since about eight o'clock that night and trying <laughs> and really had like my first hello world going. But besides the fact I knew I got to go to sleep because I have to drive soon. Uh, I realized I might be onto something that I might actually really enjoy uh, mm. because that you know the time flew and I was hooked from there. Um, then it really became the struggle of learning how to do something like this, as broad as the field is, uh-huh. on your own. Um, that was probably the next big challenge, and I spent you know two or three years, I think, uh, just just really trying to, to hone a path. I mean, trying to understand all you come across PHP and C sharp and C plus plus and trying to figure in JavaScript and HTML. Mm-hmm. You're wondering how all these things work together. Um, cause I had zero background. I always loved technology. I love fiddling with things, but, uh, that was, that was, that was really the kick that got me going though. was just asking, how does a website work? Mm-hmm. And it was all downhill from there. So. Yeah. I, I kind of see this as like, um, the, the whole, you say the, the broadness of, of, of it. I personally see the whole thing like a massive jigsaw puzzle. That, that is constantly changing. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You, you might have the edge pieces correct, <laughs> but yeah. the, the further you, you delve down, the more pieces you find. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, it's still that way. I mean, even after a year, it's, it's still, I'm just like, wow. Well, even after a year of being a developer where I'm getting even more in depth, but mm. uh, you know, that was a solid five years uh, mm. total of 
really trying to understand that. So, or, okay. So, so you, 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 you did, you, you tried to, um, study it for five years before mm-hmm. jumping in. So does that mean that you were doing that whilst working in insurance? Yes. Yeah, so okay. here's where, here's where the transition starts to happen is that I, I knew I, I live in a small town of 7,000 people. So that's why I have to commute, you know, an hour and a half to Kansas city. Once I was, uh, working up there for a different job, once I left my dad's office, yeah. um, but I knew that's what I wanted to, to get toward. And so what I did is I started trying to find these different niches where I could, you know, find a way to more or less automate my job mm-hmm. and open up time for me to learn more, to mm-hmm. make my job even easier mm-hmm. and continue learning while getting paid. That was really my goal. Um, and that is what I did. And I went from working at an insurance company to one of our, uh, another company that used to be called Benefits Connect, mm-hmm. but it was a, a benefit administration system. It was a, a software as a service. And I was able to eventually, through a roundabout way, mm-hmm. get a job with them as an account manager, mm-hmm. where I, again, because I thought if I can get into a technology company, then I can start working my way toward that development department was my goal. Um, and that, I mean, that, that could become a whole other story in itself, I guess. But um, that w- my goal was really just to keep trying to find ways to use the time that I had at work to increase what I knew, what I was learning, um, while trying to simultaneously make my job easier and automate it is really what I did. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a fun time. It was a lot of learning, and it was, so it was you, pretty cool. Uh, is, that, is it right to say then you were trying to find parallels between, like, the, the coding side of it and the automation of what you were trying to do in your day-to-day um, working in insurance. I really like that. That That is, um, yeah, that's, that's really, really interesting because you, you've got a, a, a very niche set of problems, I would imagine, in insurance. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to find a solution uh, to those problems. I have no idea what they could possibly be because uh, I've never worked in insurance. Um, but you're doing that through l- learning development and coding. That's yeah. v- very, very cool. <laughs> it, well, it was, I'll tell you, the fun thing about it was the first real breakthrough I had that I thought, you know, maybe I can do this, um, was I used to have to run insurance quotes every day. So you, that consisted of getting people's name, date of birth, um, what their price range was, et cetera. And I realized after I'm typing these into the same website every day, yeah. there's got to be something out there I can find that could... I can maybe upload these and do it. And, you know, Selenium, uh, Selenium, uh, testing library mm, mm. became my savior because <laughs> with that I could automate the clicks. I could automate the upload. And all of a sudden I went from spending six hours of my day doing this cause it was the busiest time of year to where I suddenly had six hours of doing whatever I wanted and learning more about coding because I was able to automate that entire process. That is so cool. I like that so much. Yeah. I love that story. You, you, you found some, you, you found a solution through learning what you want to do to solve a problem that you were doing anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is so, so cool. I did. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Um, and I, you end up with being more productive in the insurance job and you, you end up learning uh, testing because <laughs> that's yeah, what the Selenium yeah. framework's all about. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. That really is cool. Um, that's such an inspirational story. Uh, yeah, I, I, I must say for anyone listening on the podcast uh, and f- watching on the YouTubes here, I, I personally have come strictly from a, a, a coding background. So I've had no experience with anything else apart from websites. So hearing, uh, someone who wants to go into web development by learning 
web development through the, uh, trying to find a solution in their usual day-to-day is, is a f- such an interesting, fascinating story. Um, yeah, I mean, would you recommend that path to those who are trying to get into development? Sort of like, would you recommend looking upon what they do and seeing if there's any ways that they can automate it using the skills that they're trying to learn? Is that is that something that you would recommend? Yeah. I'd say 100%, because yeah. even once I was able to do that, then we had this other problem I was able to spend time on, which was, um, it was a call center where we're enrolling people, but mm. we would get these floods of people. And long story short, I realized that, you know, if we could just schedule these people because sure. they're, con- they're being told when to sign in by their human resource officer. Mm. Um, so what if we just create a website for them that just houses, you know, through, um, uh, an iframe, just the scheduling software. Mm. Mm. And then we could just do that, have it automatically schedule. And all of a sudden, we went from having calls all week to now I'm able to put this little website together through some cheap hosting website, but secure. Yeah. And now we're able to move an entire week long worth of enrollments and put them into one or two days booked back to back. You know, so you're able to, again, use that knowledge of how a website works and solve another problem. So, well, yeah, I mean, one, one of the biggest challenges I hear from people wanting to get into the industry is what, what, what applications do they, should they, should they learn to build first? You know, uh, but you, you, you're, you're looking upon your day to day and you're seeing solutions in, 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 in lots of different areas. Um, and you're coming up with the projects yourself. It's not just like, you know, the standard hello world stuff. It's, uh, I need to, and, and you've also got the incentive that if you are to develop it, uh, and it works and it works well, then that's going to save you a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very interesting skill to have, to, to be aware of that at that stage in your, in your career. That's, that's fantastic. Okay. So, um, what technologies were you playing with when you, when you started um, this? Yeah. So I somehow managed to jump straight into PHP, um, okay. which was, I think because I was trying to figure out now, now that I've, I've, I've got this, I guess, the basic website working, I've got the HTML, the CSS doing mm. what I wanted to. Um, how do I really start making this more dynamic? Mm. And I made my way to PHP somehow. Um, never got very far with it, but mm. uh, really ended up going more of the HTML, JavaScript, jQuery route right. is where I ended up going. So awesome. that was where I got started. Okay, okay. And um, is that something that you're, you're still pursuing, those kind of uh, technologies at the moment? Um, yeah, so the... The HTML and the jQuery, yeah, I still use those quite a bit. Um, the one thing about my job that I end up getting, we do a lot more, um, uh, it's, it's much more broad to where I've eventually delved into VB6 and C Sharp, but okay. um, we still have our own web applications that we're having to do. So I'm still having to do the HTML and CSS and JavaScript. So it's all, it's, there's always a use for it. Someone always needs a static website. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's always a big thing too. Definitely, definitely. Um, Okay, so um, let, let's move move away from the technical skills. Is there any skills, and I would imagine there's there's quite a few uh, skills that are non-technical skills that you gained from doing insurance that you've been able to take in with you to your current role at the moment? Yeah, um, definitely would be, like you talked earlier, it's essentially like it's a use case. With someone with insurance, not every plan fits everybody. You can't just throw out some generic plan and it's going to solve their needs. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's, I, 
insurance is extremely broad um, in the United States anyway. It's very broad. Um, but learning how to listen to what people are actually saying, not what you what, what what's coming out of their mouth, I guess you might say. So <laughs> they may be saying, you know, I just need a, a simple plan. Like, well, we could get you a simple plan. It's going to cost you a lot more, but if that's what you really want. But maybe if we can dig a little deeper, see where your real concerns are, then we can get you one that's actually going to be cheaper, but mm. cover you better in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's dealing with people every day when what they, you know, I want this website built and I want this button to do this. <laughs> like, well, I see what you're saying, but now let's actually dive into it and let me, you know, kind of solicit this information that I need to get in order to really understand what you truly need. So we don't waste everybody's time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, mm-hmm. that was probably the biggest one is just learning to pause, learning how to read people, you might say, um, and try to understand more of what's, what's really going on, what's really being asked. That mm-hmm. was, that was a huge one. Um, the second one would probably be communication in general. Uh, just being able to, I, I read a lot of things on Quora or other websites where there's always this struggle. I'm sure it's going to, to differ from who the people are you're working with, but the people I've worked with, it seems like that communication barrier doesn't seem to exist, mm-hmm. you know, be, because it, uh, I've had to deal with people in very stressful situations, talk to them in good times, bad times, and you just learn how to really kind of work with the flow um, and get that dialogue going. Mm. And I think that's, it seems like that's a very vital thing in this industry that maybe isn't quite there. Yeah, I, I would imagine that insurance exposes you to all sorts of conversations, good and bad, that, um, mm-hmm. and there's a, always a financial implication. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's an interesting skill set to have. That, that really is. Um, we, we as developers, we are constantly building writing code for human beings, for building websites for people. It's their requirements. We don't get a requirement from a computer. We get a requirement yeah. from a person. Um, and it's something that, um, that, that has really been highlighted to me, um, talking to many people, uh, on the podcast. And it's, it's, it, it is the conversation. It's the, it's that soft skill. It's, it's having the ability to delve into what the person is saying, um, and then try and translate that into something technical, either if that's you talking, uh, to a non-technical about a technical solution, um, yeah. or perhaps it is just like you said, fully understanding the requirements. Um, because sometimes people will say something, um, that isn't necessarily, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's what they meant to do. It's not necessarily what they're after. It's what they think they're after. Um, yeah. And, and I guess it's our job to sort of try and make sure that what they are after is definitely what they're after rather than what they think they think is, yeah. you know, they need. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're almost like reading in between the lines a little bit, just sort of like, you know, Ooh. yeah. Um, I mean, also with us, the stuff that we do, uh, something I mentioned, I think before, before even this podcast started is that, that, that lots of things change and evolve. So it's understanding what the client's needs are, not just today, but also in the next sort of three months, six months, a year's time, you know, Mm -hmm. is the stuff that you're going to build today going to be what they're after uh, afterwards? Uh, What is their project roadmap? Because, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no point in building a blog if they want an e-commerce shopping cart. Right. (laughs) Exactly right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, it sounds like you've got an amazing uh, set of skills that you've just been able to plonk onto web development and I would personally see that as an advantage. Do you, do you see that as an advantage yourself? 
I did. I didn't realize until I really started to get in the field because naturally you're there's always that imposter syndrome. I think mm. when you first start the thought, you know, I was in insurance. These guys I'm working with just graduated college, uh, the computer science degree. They're not self-taught anything. Um, I mean, I mean, for the most part, they have definitely all these major strengths that I kept comparing myself to. Mm. But then I started to realize, no, I really do bring something of my own to this. Mm. Like there's there's a value in experience. There's a value in understanding how a company works, which you also learn mm. in the insurance industry from top to bottom. Um, there's a value in understanding the requirements and what the CEO wants, and also trying to understand the needs of you know, the lowest paid person in the company mm. uh, and what's being offered. So, um, it, it's, it was definitely, definitely an advantage. And I, I'm just kind of, I feel like I'm learning that more the longer I'm in this, um, and kind of seeing those shine through. Awesome. So. Yeah. I would also say that because you're, you've worked with your, your, your dad, uh, your family business, uh, I would imagine that you've got a, a, a strong work ethic, you know, it, it is a family thing, right? So if, yeah. if, if, if you do a bad, have a bad day, then it's not just a company that you can walk away from. <laughs> exactly. 10 o'clock, one in the morning, doesn't matter. I'm going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, that's something that, that, uh, is, is, is definitely needed in, in web development is, is the, the dedication and the patience and the persistence of mm-hmm. you have a bug and you need to fix it. And you probably, depending on the situation, got a small window to do it in because perhaps it's mm-hmm. a live thing. Maybe I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of people crumble <laughs> at the thought of that. <laughs> yeah, it can be a high stress stressed uh, career. This uh, web development, I, I think. Yeah, it sure can. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Um, are, you know, we've we've discussed about the advantages. Well, what are the disadvantages of of coming into the industry at that particular age after learning a, a completely different set of skills? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, did I cut you off there. Um, I, I was just I was just asking. You know, what what, what uh, do you see any disadvantages uh, to yourself coming in? You mentioned imposter syndrome, but is there anything sure. else? Um, that you've, that you've, that, that you've experienced. Yeah. So, you know, the imposter syndrome also just one thing I've learned is that the, uh, learning the vernacular of the language, you know, I've spent, you know, spent seven years in the industry where I know the acronyms. I know what people are talking about. I know, mm. um, you know, I know when they say an accident policy, I know what that means. I know what, um, an HSA is. I know all these things coming to the insurance world or coming to the, the development world. It's, it's so many things that I've just never heard of, you know, I, I and I, like when I had my interview, they asked me if I have familiarity with OOP and I was like, OOP, um, I, I'm not sure if I do. And he said, you know, object oriented programming. I was like, Oh my gosh, of course. Like that's everything I do mm-hmm. when I'm trying to do this stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just, it's, it's, it's shaking those not cobwebs cause I haven't been around long enough to have cobwebs, but it's just feeling relaxed, feeling comfortable and trusting yourself enough to know that it'll get there. Number one, like mm-hmm. you, you'll get there. You'll learn the language. You know, most of the people that are, that are working there are younger, mm-hmm. but they've, they've been in this for at least four years or maybe longer if they've been doing it you know, before this. So, mm. um, but that, that was a big one because it's just trying to be, again, effectively communicate with the developers as well as the people you're trying to build stuff for. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, that I think, um, with, with the new technologies that come out, there is all sorts of, of different acronyms and, and things become trendy. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that OOP is trendy. It's, it's sort of like a, a, a fundamental 
foundation of of programming but there are things acronyms that come in i guess i guess it's the same maybe for insurance there are things that come in policies that come in um to play one year and they're they're not there the next or something like that same with frameworks with um, various frameworks javascript frameworks and php frameworks and libraries and stuff um Mm -hmm. and um the, the the whole thing is an evolving organic beast um, especially when you throw into the cauldron pot things like SEO um, mm-hmm. and uh, you've got um, security and all the other factors that really alter and change and manipulate this broad two words that make up web development. Um, mm-hmm. There's all sorts of things that change um, and evolve. The stuff that I was doing in my first ever year is certainly not the stuff that I do today. I mean, and that's not the case of, that's not simply the case of, I know more today than I did when I first started. It's also the case that the stuff that I did when I started just doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I remember learning things like um, a whole programming languages that just don't exist anymore. Or they do exist. I shouldn't say they don't exist. They do exist, but they don't exist as they used to. Like, for example, um, ActionScript and Flash. You know, remember Flash, yeah. the Flash little sort of, um, S, I think it's SWFs they would have on the on the rich medias and stuff where yeah. things would pop out on the screen and you know it, it was kind of like the much before things like uh, YouTube and all that stuff where you right. actually had videos. Um, people were animating these things and you could program them using ActionScript, which is very similar to JavaScript, but nobody does it anymore. And because of uh, Apple. Um, that you know, Flash is is dead. So, <laughs> so you've got all those other. That's what I'm trying to say. That you've got all these other sort of influences that mold and change this whole world of web development. Um, and uh, take for example uh, PWAs, for instance, instance progressive web apps. This is a new technology that, uh, or relatively new compared to other bits and pieces. Um, and it's always adapting and, 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 and changing. Um, and we as developers must do that as well. Uh, but how have you found how, when you started web development, when you first put your toe in the water, what was your first reaction to this world? Was it, was it, um, was it excitement or was it, um, trepidation? (laughs) What was the, where was your head when you did that? I would say I was, I was too excited to really understand the, just how big it is and what I was really getting myself into. Yeah. You know, because I was, it was just this, I, I could always find a new topic, something just keep diving deeper and deeper and deeper to understand what's going on. And uh-huh. so it, it was, it's kind of like you just keep running and next thing you stop and realize you're in the middle of a battlefield is kind of how it felt. It's like, Oh, you know, here you are, you're a developer now. And it's like, man, how did I get here? You know, uh, when did this happen? So it's, that's, yeah, it was, it was. The more you eat, lot. the hungrier you are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and you, you mentioned that you were learning this um, whilst you were in insurance. So did, were, were you doing this in the the evenings or was it a morning thing? Did you have a schedule? Yeah. Um, once, like I said, with Selenium, once I realized that, you know, I have this ability to automate things, like it was, you know, uh, rubber meets the road kind of a thing. Like mm. It was off and running. So then it was any time I could do it. Um, then, you know, naturally your supervisors and people start to realize, and they want other things automated. And from there, it kind of led into macros, you know, with Excel, Mm -hmm. which 
you have your own little IDE there, essentially, and you're essentially coding in VB6, and but you're still able to solve these same solutions, more technical, but you're able to get paid while you're learning. Mm. You know, that was, so it was really, unless there was something pressing going on, it was, that's what I was doing. I was either trying to automate something or trying to use the time that I had gained to learn something new um, mm. and keep progressing to be prepared to make that transition one day. That sounds awesome. Can I ask um, how you um, approach your your family business with this um, sort of building programs to to automate stuff? Was that the way you sort of sold it? Um, uh, uh, so when I told my dad that I was, I eventually told him that I was going to take another job, which I was actually kind of uh, scared to do because mm, mm. you know what I tell him you're leaving. It's not a huge business. Uh, it's not very many people. So mm. one person leaving is a big deal. Yeah. But when he told me, as I, I wasn't really doing Selenium at that point, but I was really starting to dive more into websites, uh, partly because um, the Healthcare Reform Act in the United States um, where we now have this different type of insurance, and now there's a website, healthcare.gov, or healthcare.gov, uh, or I can't remember what it is now. It's been a while. But he, what he told me, I told him, he said, I'm not surprised that you spend more time looking at the programs and, and diving into the website of healthcare.gov mm. and trying to see how that works in the forms. And so I'm not surprised you're taking this other job where, um, which essentially I would be working on that healthcare.gov website mm-hmm. um, or helping people enroll in it, not the website itself. Mm-hmm. But that was, he was, he wasn't surprised is what it came down to. Cause he, he had an eye, he noticed mm-hmm. what I was doing and I was doing less of the insurance and more of the, how does this work? So it was, it was interesting. He wasn't excited, but he was excited because he could see where my passion was going. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he was supportive. Oh, that's really good to hear. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. It's always good when you have, um, support um and i appreciate the difficulty of doing that um coming up to that conclusion and and approaching your dad with that um uh, you know the the opportunity um because it is a family business there is you know there's an emotional attachment to that um okay so let's talk now a little bit about age um, if you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, because, um, yeah. there are loads of people who have gotten in touch with me before and they've, they, they have said that they haven't been able to, um, or, or they don't, they don't feel like they've, they've, they are able to uh, do web development because they are of a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um, and personally, I think that the ages that they come to me with are extremely young, um, but I wanted to get your take on this because, um, you know, you've done a completely different role f- for a very long time and you've, you've, you are an example of someone who has, um, moved a completely in a completely different direction in your career. So I guess it's obvious to say that it's possible, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask you, um, what, what advice do you have to those people who are, asking the questions of, you know, just because I haven't done this at college or just because I haven't done this when I was 18 upwards. Um, is there any advice that you can give to those, to those people? Because I mean, like I said, I, I have been a web developer since I can remember and I, (laughs) and I feel very disingenuous if I was to give any advice because I, you know, that's not, it's not my cup of tea, but do you have any advice? Yeah, I would say the, the the biggest piece of advice I can give is that 
naturally getting your confidence up. You know, people have said, you know, you're always going to have that, not, or at least I had that imposter syndrome coming into it this mm-hmm. late in my life compared to, you know, being 18. Um, but really the, the biggest thing I think I did to really start getting my confidence with that I'd be building a product for other people mm-hmm. was realizing that, you know, what I did is I realized in a small town, plenty of small businesses, one or two people run it, a husband and wife mm-hmm. that would love a website, but don't have a website. Well, I thought these are perfect people to reach out to because for one, they're not going to have high expectations. And two, they are going to just be elated to have an actual website and tell their friends, Hey, I got a website. So I started trying to reach out to these companies mm-hmm. and then, you know, let them pay for the hosting for the, the $7 on um, GoDaddy or name.com, wherever. Mm-hmm. And then start actually getting a real world experience and failures and without having to worry about, you know, it was, you managed to convince this, you know, this, uh, you know, $10,000 job you got and you have no idea what you were doing, but you sold it really well. And mm-hmm. now it's crashed and your reputation has gone. Um, but being older, just like an in insurance, you tend to sell more as you get older, which you could say is related to the fact that you are gaining more experience, but it's also related to the fact people tend to trust you with things they don't understand when you're older mm-hmm. versus when you're younger. Mm-hmm. And so it made reaching out to these people, um, and talking to them and letting them or getting them to let me try and build these websites for them mm. uh, became a very valuable thing for me. So I was able to build three or four of those or five, and that um, I didn't really get paid for them because that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for the real-world experience. I wanted to see how does SEO actually work. I wanted to see you know, how, does, how does Google Analytics work. I want to see all this with real people. Um, and that did wonders for my confidence because I thought, you know, I'm doing this for real people. I'm doing it for two people. Sure, it's not for one, a website that has 500 people coming to it every hour or more, but it is giving me a chance to get my toe in the water and say, I can do this. Um, and I think it's an easy way for people to really get into this that are, you know, older and don't have that confidence and just go get the confidence on your own. Don't, don't try to figure it out and wait for someone to tell you that you've arrived because I don't think you're ever going to feel that way in this industry. It's too broad, but you can definitely get out there, try and find people, your own family, even, mm. um, just get something started. Getting that real world experience is vital, I think. Mm. So that's some really solid advice there. That's some really good advice. Um, definitely get some real world experience. Um, Okay, so where are you at at the moment? What, what, what you, you're, you're obviously a web developer, right? So are you, you uh, working for a company, working for yourself? What, what's the, what, what yep. is it that you do? Yep, um, so I work for a company here in, in Fort Scott, Kansas is where it's at, so the Midwest of the United States. Mm. Um, but it's a window manufacturing company, actually. So we have a lot of our websites that we've done are more internal, mm-hmm. but now we're starting to reach back out to the clients, trying to create this more holistic experience for them. So now we're actually doing more of the external facing website, web development, app development mm-hmm. um, for all these salesmen and other things. So it's, it's growing into that. So it's literally from our website that we have, you know, just our normal peerless products one, all the way to building a mobile app um, using Xamarin Forms and going that direction um, and everything in between there. But it's a pretty exciting place. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's because it's, it's this, we're just getting to do all this stuff. I guess you mm. can say, and it's it's pretty cool. But that's that's where we're at right now, doing a little bit of a lot. Remind me what Xamarin Forms are. Yeah, so Xamarin Forms is uh, it's it's cross mobile development. Uh-huh. Uh, so for Android, iOS, UWP, um, it's it's written in. You can use C Sharp okay. uh, to do it. Um, and uh, so it's not so much web development as it is uh, mobile development. But um, it's yeah, it's definitely a Microsoft C Sharp type direction. But um, yeah, so we, we, we aren't doing a ton of uh, 
amazing things with websites right now, I guess you could say. <laughs> so, but we definitely get, we're starting to do more of them and that's mm-hmm. been good. So how got did, my foot in the door. Uh, yeah. How, how did you find that? How, how did you find that, that job? Yeah. So, um, it ended up being in my hometown, which then you say, well, that that's why this whole thing works because it's in your hometown. Well, before I even knew this company existed, I was working for a technology company, the, the Benefits Connect in California. Mm-hmm. So I'd fly out there once a month for a week. Um, and it really just came down to uh, having a conversation because they said they want to become more of a technology company. And I thought, well, I'll go talk to them because that sounds pretty cool in Fort Scott, America. Um, ended mm-hmm. up talking to them and finding out you know, what I was doing, what I did, what I'd done. Some of those websites that I had built before mm-hmm. – um, they knew they, they talked to people or seen that. So it gave me again, credibility. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was how I ended up eventually landing a job there as a developer. Um, which I think is also an important thing. I think a lot of people, they, they want to immediately go to Google. They want to go work for Google or Amazon or Hulu or Netflix, uh, to get these first jobs. But I think if you, you keep your ear to the grindstone kind of a thing and look in places you wouldn't expect it to, maybe it is a manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is some place that you know doesn't have the greatest web presence. Oh, well, that's something you can offer them immediately. Like, why don't you have a web presence? Why can't I be that guy? Why can't I go and help you with this? Um, there are more places than just the ones that scream out to you every day mm-hmm. and to help get your feet wet and get going and give you the ability to learn mm-hmm. and grow. So, Definitely, definitely. Um, coding, regardless of what it is, is so um, needed in pretty much every industry. So, it, it, yeah, it's... Um, it's weird that web development has this, this sort of, I wouldn't say a misconception, but it's kind of like one of these sort of things where people think, well, you know, I'm just building websites, but that the skill of just building a website can be used in so many different things. It's not just mm-hmm. building something that you click on the refresh button and, you know, <laughs> go left and right and click on different pages. That's just, the, right. it's just literally scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you talked about going into doing PHP and jQuery, you mentioned um, mm-hmm. the, the Xamarin forms, you know, that you're now playing with different technologies and different hardware, um, you know, mm-hmm. having to deal with mobile phones. Um, and, um, and bef- you know, right at the start of this, you were talking about how you were writing code for, um, for, your, for the insurance uh, problems that you were facing, the solutions that you were, you, you were developing for that. So right mm-hmm. on the off, you've had the exposure of building um, solutions for things that aren't necessarily on the web. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, was this uh, was this role um, advertised anywhere? Did you jump on a job a job board? What was the process of of actually getting that job? Yeah, so they they did have one, and really, I just reached out to the developer, or the, the the IT manager, essentially, mm-hmm. is what he was titled, and just told him, "Hey, I heard you're doing some really great things." Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, I just I really, it was just a genuine interest in what they were doing because you know, I, I have a natural sense of wonder. I always wonder what's happening. How's this working? What's going on? Um, and so that's what I wanted to find out. Like, what is this company in Fort Scott America doing? I was genuine and I wanted to learn more. And I think this sounds amazing. Mm. Um, and so I just emailed to him and he said he would be happy to meet mm-hmm. and learn more about it. And then he ended up offering me the ability to come and do an interview with him and the other, um, head developer there. And that was, that was how it worked out. But, mm. um, yeah, it was just right place, right time, maybe. I don't know. And how, how did you find the interview? 
how did I, how did what? How, how did you find the interview? Was it, was it, uh, you, you mentioned imposter syndrome before, so did yeah. that kick, kick in or, you know, where oh, was Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was expecting it to be like everything I wrote out where I have, you know, 72 different types of algorithms now implemented <laughs> from scratch for me, you know, uh, which again, I, that's definitely going to be the case, but really what was neat about them is they were looking more like, how do you, how do you approach a problem? How do you think about this? You know, because they felt that even if you don't have the the greatest depth of understanding, mm. if you're if you're able to think logically about this and approach the solution, um, that's what they were looking for mainly. And you had experience doing something because they don't want to start completely from scratch. But um, it was it was scary. It's a great word, but once I got in there I, and it was over, I was like, this wasn't so bad. Like I, I knew more than I thought I did, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that I give myself credit for up to that point. So. Hmm. It, but it, you know, it's it's an interview and it's a new field. It's not something I've been discussing since I was a kid. You know, so it was <laughs> it was all new. <laughs> um, can I ask? Was there was there um, uh, any other jobs that you went for uh, whilst you were looking for a role? Yeah, there was there was one at a company locally. Um, they actually reached out to me because they had seen one of those websites that I had done. I'm um, oh, just on the side trying to help people, and right. so they reached out. So they were needing a web developer, um, and. Uh, it didn't quite work out financially to, to be really worth the transition mm-hmm. from what I was being paid. So I just set it on the back burner and moved along. But, um, I, w- I was pretty selective in my, in my search. Sure. Also that. That's yeah. really good that you, you had a, I'm assuming a portfolio of stuff that you were able to yeah. almost, yep. you know, advertise yourself. Yep. That's really good. I think that's such a, an important thing that, uh, new developers should, should get is a portfolio of all their work, even if it's not very good work because it, it shows you pro- progression, shows progression. Um, and um, it, it also shows you, shows the person who is looking for developers um, what they've been exposed to. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would imagine all the programs that you've written in the past have uh, would be would be fantastic uh, to to demonstrate and and uh, have have you ever demonstrated anything that you've done um, in your insurance life? Have I ever demonstrated anything? Um, like, sorry, uh, like the, um, the 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 things that you were building, the programs you were building to make your insurance um, easier. Oh, um, I never got to demonstrate it in front of like a large group of people, but I, I definitely, I definitely made sure to put that on my resume yeah. and tell them about it and explain how I did it using Selenium. Um, I guess something I left out too is Python was actually the first language I learned officially. I kept mentioning okay. PHP. Yeah. I eventually did move on to Python because it was, um, ubiquitous in the ability to use it on any type of, any type of platform. Mm. Um, and, um, that was the first website I actually built that right before I got this job was my mother had a small business of her own and I tried building an application to help her. Well, that's not so important as it is that I had that GitHub repository and I was able to share that with, you know, my employer now, mm-hmm. like, you know, so here's another example of some programs that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, you mentioned having a website and having that portfolio is good and having a GitHub repository was also really good because they could go through and see what I was doing. But, uh, I think I got off track there a little bit, but I just remembered, yeah, I mean the the GitHub stuff is fantastic because it, it not only shows the employer um, the projects that you're you're up to, but it also shows them the code that you write and and, yeah. and how you write it. Um, yeah. You know that is as raw as it gets. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. 
Blimey. Yeah, I remember being doing some interv- uh, interviews and having to do tests and the tests after the tests were done, uh, they would be printed out and handed around to other developers to assess. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't aware of this until um, someone mentioned it and it was like, oh, yeah, I, I saw the code that you wrote, wrote for, the, for the test. We were we were all assessing the candidates. That um, is that was proper nervous. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I yeah. can only imagine. Um, yeah. yeah, that was that was a nice thing. Is that I think even while searching for this job, coming you know, being an older person, not having that background, being self taught, not having a degree mm. to throw yourself out is it's just as important to find the right place that's going to give you a chance as well. Like mm-hmm. someone that's going to understand the value of you, the value of what you do bring to the table, and not just look at you and say you don't have a computer science degree. Eh, all right, goodbye. Next. You know, it's, they always say with the job, like, it has to be a good fit for you mm. uh, just as much as it has to be a good fit for them. Um, and this company, you know, I waited. I didn't just start applying everywhere because I didn't want to get stuck in that situation. Okay. Um, but it definitely it, finding that one and waiting to find the one that's going to understand your needs, where you're at and what you can bring. Uh, that's hugely important as well. Yeah, definitely. I certainly agree with that. Definitely. Because you, you, you have um, found a really good foundation to to springboard from um because you could have just found any old um uh development job um Mm -hmm. without any kind of um need of looking into what they could offer you and what you could offer them and you could really hate it and that that would be your first ever experience as a web developer in in the quote unquote professional world um and i i yeah i really agree with that the first ever job that you ever take in web development is like is so important and it is so important to to um to get the right one and and yep. be patient like you said and, and and wait for the right one um yeah uh, can i ask how long did it take between getting um this position um, f- from perhaps deciding that you wanted to now switch careers, how long did that that transition take? Uh, it took. I knew I wanted to make the transition again. It's it's being sure that was the right fit, that was the mm. right place. Um, I felt really comfortable about it. the The transition itself from the career into the new one was probably two months from the time of his interview mm. to finally giving them an okay and um, leaving my previous employer. But the biggest challenge was my wife. She was not too excited about me making this career switch suddenly <laughs> doing something like that, which you know is perfectly natural. We have a family. We have two children. Um, she doesn't want me to feel like I'm you know, just riding off into the West. Um, but it was, so that, that was, I think it, was, it felt longer because she was very apprehensive about it, mm-hmm. and it was making sure we were both okay with it before we moved on. Um, but you know, as far as whenever I decide I really want to be a developer, though, that, I knew that from that time I watched that or start diving into that website. Mm. So I was ready to make the switch whenever I could, that I felt comfortable enough. So what, may I ask what, what kind of discussions did you have with your wife to, um, come up with, uh, uh, how, how should I put this, um, to come up with a, a, a transition, you know, what was the things that you were talking about and discuss, discussing about the, the, the risks, in involved in this career switch sure um it was you know uh, with it being a smaller town you know coming from working in california Mm. i'm working in sacramento i'm 45 minutes away from san francisco um without traffic i guess that would be the case but um you know it's going from 
a career like that where I was working to this more of a niche type thing that I'm doing in the Midwest, which isn't exactly known for its technological innovations um, or um, it, it was it was job security, I guess is what it came down to. Like, right. what do you do if this doesn't work out? What do you do when you've had this for seven years and now you've jumped on this train? Um, that, that was a hard one to make. And I, I imagine anybody would try to make a transition to something you are telling. I don't know a lot about this. I've learned a lot. I've studied a lot on my own. And mm-hmm. then you know, working with your your significant other, your wife, your spouse, mm-hmm. to get them to trust you. Like that, you have thought about this. This has been a five year thing, and you know, as we talked about it, it, it slowly mm-hmm. made its way to where she was able to take a bigger breath and let it out a little bit. So yeah, yeah, I guess it's um, like you know, you you you're talking about the risks, the possibilities, um, the job security. Is definitely one. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that you've got children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot riding upon a, a career switch. But then, yeah. um, you know, you, you do these things because they they spark happiness and and pleasure in oneself. You mm-hmm. know, if, um, I, I don't know about you, but it, it's a very fulfilling thing, right? Web development, building things for people, um, mm-hmm. it, it is so is so good and you yeah thing and money isn't everything um nope. money's not everything no but uh yeah i do i do i i, I appreciate the the uh, the conversations you may have had <laughs> <laughs> because um there have been sort of conversations that i've had uh with my significant other about um moving you know uh mm-hmm. it's, it's not it's certainly not on par with career change but it's on on par with moving away from family sure. um and uh yeah it's there's always that sort of weighing up you know mm. what in a different parallel universe would be happening right now if i didn't do that <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome okay well it, i mean it sounds like it's, it sounds like you've 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 um you know you've pushed on to something really awesome you sound like you've landed a really good job um uh, is there career progression there where you are at the moment yeah uh, the, the company is growing so there's always that opportunity when i yeah. started there were there were i was the second um developer left you might i guess you could say because they'd had some switches mm. um but we've grown from you know the the four that were there to now we're pressing toward eight or nine and they just keep adding more because they're really pushing to become that technology type of company mm-hmm. for windows um and that's there, it's, the company is growing, and frankly, I'm having so much fun. I haven't really thought beyond that because, you know, they're encouraging. And this isn't just like, oh, hey, here's a fanboy for my company. Like, it's been a really great company to work at. Uh, I couldn't ask for a better first experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but they provide you the tools to learn. They encourage you to learn. Mm-hmm. The first three months I spent just having to watch Pluralsight videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to work on some projects after my first month and a half. But if you want to learn something, you need to learn something. They they will give you the tools. But if you if you need something better, they have no problem getting it for you. It's not a tug of war of using antiquated equipment um, and philosophies. They, they always want to push best practices, doing things right. And what do you need to do your job well? Um, so it's, it's whatever they're doing, they're creating a foundation for me mm-hmm. to work wherever I want to in the future. Right, so it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. That's wonderful. Wonderful to hear. Now at the start of this podcast, you mentioned that you looked at some, uh, you, I think you said you watched a TV show and the TV show mm-hmm. had, um, people working in tech remotely. Is mm-hmm. this something that you, you, you are now doing? You, are you doing anything remotely in terms of um, the, the web? Is this part of the job role maybe? 
Yeah, no. Um, so I still have a couple different smaller companies that I can do their websites for on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, they're just WordPress because they don't have any arching demands. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're starting to look more like, well, what about a mobile application? Or um, what about maybe WordPress is getting too bulky and it's slowing down this website <laughs> a lot. So maybe we should look at maybe doing something more custom. Um, but that's that's still the ultimate goal is to get to that point where I can do this mm-hmm. on my own one day. Um, and it's it's just it's there's always room in the evenings for you know finding someone else who needs a, a website or something to work on. So it's again it's a balance at the end of the day as well. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when my little kids get a little bit bigger, let them get a little older, then I'll start pursuing that more. But it's it's all the steps in the right direction. Awesome. So that's so good to hear. That's so good to hear. Okay, so before before we head off into the distance, um, do you have any social media links that you want to shout out? Any any URLs that you want to mention? Uh, yeah, I actually am an administrator on. Have you heard of the website Quora? Q U O R A. I I have. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's a space there. It's more like a, it's like a group, um, but it's called Source Code. So it's Quora.com slash source dash code. Mm. And uh, it's the idea is it's you know the source behind the code. It's kind of really digging down from how everything got to this point and understanding the, what you're dealing with every day and getting a deeper understanding and knowledge of that. And it's sharing different answers and different articles um, about all those things. So it's, it's, it's a group that we share and there's a lot of followers, which has been a lot of fun mm-hmm. um, getting feedback. And that's probably the only one I've got though. So no go join that one if you want. No to. worries. Um, if you, do you know the, the URL off, off, off your head is, is it a, a massive URL or is it something you can mention? Yep. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's Quora.com slash source dash code. Cool. Uh, yeah. I will put the links in the description below uh, and on the screen here. But um, yeah, have you got anything else that you want to add to this um, before we head off? No, I think I got the main points there. Like, those cool. are, those really were the big things that got me in the right direction. So, and uh, yeah, just thank you very much for having me on here. That's I appreciate the, it. That's perfectly fine. You're an inspirational chap. I love hearing stories like yours where you've done something completely different um, and you've strived and, you know, you, you sound like you're such a dedicated um, fella who, who, who has gone for this thing that, you know, you saw it off of a TV show and you just... <laughs> sort of dived headfirst in and you were solving problems in your current position whilst learning. I mean, that's, that's just such an amazing thing to do. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that, that has blown my mind, I must say, because you, you that, that I, and I just want to point that out because, because you, there are, there are so many people who ask what applications do I, should I be building? You know, should I do a to-do app? I've got nothing to put on a to-do app, but should I build it anyway? Uh-huh. You know, and you've 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 managed to find um, solutions to your everyday problems in your old position, um, and as you're doing it, you're learning how to code, and that is amazing because you come away with not only being efficient in your day-to-day job, but you're you're also building yourself up as a developer and you then have something to show other people at the end of it. So you're, yeah, a winner in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you ever so much for coming on the show, Stephen. It's been a pleasure um, to speak to you and all of the stories and your, your development journey has been such an inspiration to not only me, but I'm sure to everybody who's watching on the YouTubes and listening on the podcasts. Thank you ever so much for watching. Happy coding, everyone. I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye.